0: Guys, how are you doing? Feeling good, man. Missing the season already. Premier League team of the season. So I reckon we'll see that most of our team of the season between the three of us will be quite consistent. I think there's a few like non-negotiable names there. But we'll see how it goes and uh, argue the case, if you like, and try and come up with a Football Diary podcast team of the season unified from the three of us. How's that sound? Yeah, like I'm going to start first. I'm going to go with Alisson. Okay. What about you guys? I've gone
1: for Alisson, but it was a toss-up between... Him and Mendy for me.
2: I've disagreed with both of you. I've gone for David de Gea. I think in the season that Man United have just had, the fact that you ended it with a zero goal difference, or it might have been one in the end, is completely down to de Gea. It should have been minus fifty. I think he had an standing season too.
0: Yeah, it's a fesh out to be honest. I mean, Allison is the standout one because of the kind of season that he's had with Liverpool. I think clean sheet wise, him and Edison finished on the same. So you could argue the case for either. I'd say Edison was probably the least busy keeper of the two, so that's why I've gone with Allison.
1: I think a damning thing. I think De Gea was second in the league
2: for shot stopping
1: rate, rating. I think.
2: Think about who was better protected. Was Alisson better protected or De Gea? I think De Gea is actually had a, a fantastic season. He's been United's player of the season by some distance, really. So oh. that was the first name on my team sheet. Almost, I knew I was going to go for De Gea first. But I do understand why you'd pick
0: Allison. I've gone for a back four with a defence. I don't know about you guys. I feel like yeah, that's easier to pick with with full backs and wing backs so i've gone alexander arnold on the right Cancelo on the left and the center backs there was a few combinations i went through before mm. i settled on rudiger and laporte now i was gonna potentially put maybe van dyke for maybe ruben diaz instead of laporte but that's my back four miles how about you do you know what's
2: really funny? I imagined that we were all going to have pretty much the same back four, but the one choice that I'd picked that I thought everyone might disagree with was Rudiger, because I went with Rudiger too. But the fullbacks, I can't imagine anyone's going to have anything different in any of their teams this season. It's got to be Trent and, and Cancelo, really. I think you can't argue with Trent's numbers this season. The assists he's yeah. put on have been absolutely ridiculous, really. So I've gone for Trent, Van Dijk. Rudiger and Cancelo. I just think Van Dijk, we, we saw what Liverpool were missing last season with his presence back in the team this year. And this this ridiculous stat about no player ever beating him on a take on, he's just, he's so commanding. I think Liverpool have a, a lot to thank in him really this season.
0: Dave, do you want to tell us your back four then, mate? What do you reckon? Much difference? <laughs> Reese James, right back. Who missed
2: most
0: um, of the season injured, right? He's,
1: he played 26 games, I think, in the Premier League. Um, they missed twelve games, but in those games that he did play, I think he scored five goals and commanded five uh, eight assists yeah. as well. Like the impact, the overall impact he has on that Chelsea Chelsea team and the input he has in their attacking play, I think it just goes to show how much he's come on as a player. And I think he'll be competing for that right back spot in that England team. Like, it wouldn't surprise me. Mm. So I can yeah, I can understand why he went for Trent, but I just I wanted to be a little bit rogue and uh, go for an alternative choice. Um, I've got Van Dalek. And I've got Thiago Silva, who's had a really good season. Mm, not bad. Um, I thought
2: about Silva as well. To be fair, um,
1: I think one thing you've got you've got to say is even in the big games, Chelsea. One thing they have done is keep it tight, and they've barely conceded any goals. So you've got to give give a lot of credit, really. I think to majority of their centre back. Uh, pairings that have played this season um, and then obviously Cancelo is obviously overwhelming favorite at the overwhelming yeah.
0: favourite. I think the interesting choice is um, Rhys James actually Dave because you forget what kind of start he had to the season yeah. and Chelsea actually.
2: Well the thing is with him I, I always go Rhys James over Trent Alexander-Arnold but this season I think you, you say James played 26 games Well Trent played 32 mm-hmm. so there's only six more but he got 12 assists. Oh. Four
1: of those were substitute appearances as well. So it's
2: 22 games. Yeah, that is, it's fantastic. I love Rhys James, but I, yeah. you can't go with anyone but Trent this season, even if you're around United fan, Dave.
0: <laughs> so moving on to midfield, I've gone for three in the middle and three up front as well. So my midfield three is Jared Bowen, Kevin De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva. Jared Bowen in midfield? I think so, yeah. Well, yeah. well to be honest, I've toyed with Declan Rice. Um, but I've got three very offensive midfielders there. I'm quite aware of that. They could all play very much further forward. But uh, I was trying to shoehorn him into a team that had very good attackers as well. So I did. And he's in midfield and that's the way <laughs> it is. But yeah, special mention to Declan Rice. Probably Rodri as well. I think Rodri would have uh, deserved a place too. But uh, Miles, what's your take on the middle?
2: So I there was two places in my team that I really struggled to decide. One was one of the centre-backs and I went with Rudiger. And then the other was who I was going to have at the base of my midfield, because I've actually played three midfielders, Mike, and Luxon. And I've, I did go with Declan Rice uh, with Bernardo Silva and De Bruyne in front. I think Bernardo Silva started the season in such amazing form, and then De Bruyne kind of picked up the second half of the season. So between them, they were absolutely imperious. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't work away of getting Rodri in. He was another one I thought of. Conor Gallagher was my other, like, a mission really from the midfield that I struggled to leave out. I think he's got to have some credit, but yeah, I went with Rice, who I think genuinely might be the best midfielder in the in his position right now in in, in our league anyway. And then Bernardo Silva and De Bruyne are obviously a bit more
1: attacking. I've got a surprise inclusion in your Fred. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> So I've gone for Rodri. He's obviously offered a lot going forward as well. Scored some important goals. De Bruyne and Kovacic. Okay. Um, okay. Whenever I've watched Chelsea, especially in the big games this season, they've not been overpowered in central midfield. If not the, the games that they've played, especially one of the two finals against Liverpool, really been decided on you know fine margins. We already spoke. One of the reasons for that is how strong they are in midfield and Kovacic. He's actually surprised me in how well he has actually performed. Probably doesn't
0: get quite enough praises for what he should do, really. Um, Up front, yeah, I've got a front three, as I think we all have by the sound of it. I've gone for Salah, Mane and Son. You've got to have Son, haven't you? And again, I've toyed with maybe Harry Kane. But then looking at his start to the season, it was quite slow. Probably Ronaldo's got a shout. He's, He's pretty much carried United. Uh, But that's my front three, yeah. Salah, Mane and Son.
2: I see. I find it hilarious that I'm the one that's not the United fan, but I've got two United (laughs) players in my team this season somehow. Uh, I I went with Salah, Son and Ronaldo down the middle. Because I also thought that would make a really good front three as well. They naturally fall in line together. But I, I think with Ronaldo's numbers and the fact that he came back to the Premier League, he's 37, managed 18 goals in that terrible Man United team. That deserves some recognition, really. I I, I think as a center, as far as pure centre-forward, central strikers go, no one was as good as him in the league this season.
0: Yeah, that's a brilliant shout, to be fair. Um, I think there's not much variation from a certain sort of five attackers, really, because it's been a, a strange season for striking numbers, hasn't it? I mean, the top scorer has got, what, 23 goals, was it, between mm-hmm. them? Um, each story so it's not many goals actually going in from one individual person like there normally is so it has to be a certain handful of players but dave have you, have you got any curveballs for us in your front three
1: not really i went for bowen um on the yeah. right and um, salah and some i agree with miles i think ronaldo considering you know some of the plays up the play with this season performances united have put in he's done so well to you know to to do what he can and get the goals that he has done. But there was just that patch in the middle of the season where he kind of went on a little bit of a, a dry patch mm-hmm. and didn't score many goals for a while. It's just because United were doing so terribly, it wasn't getting served. It's, it's crazy to think what he could have done if he'd have had a, a competent team around him. And if he'd gone to Man City, then I'm to think like how many goals he would have scored in that team this season. I wanted to pick Bowen because of just how improved he is as a player. I think coming through at Hall as championship in the championship, he was obviously a prodigious talent, and he's stepped up and he's been able to make his mark in the Premier League. And I'm I'm really happy that he's got into this England squad, and hopefully he's uh, he's given a chance and he's able to to make his mark. Because um, I want to be honest, I would not mind him in a United team, really, and mm. just the way some of our players are playing. But I feel as though the energy that it brings and just the quality, we've seen him score important goals this season as well and kind of drag him and Rice have really kind of really dragged um, West Ham over the line in a lot of
2: games. It would have been interesting to do a team of, of players outside the top six because there was a lot of players actually that would have had really impressive seasons. And also a couple of players that came into the league in January that... Had True. they been there full season, would Kulusevsky or Bruno Gimoresh have got into the side? Because they, they mm. were fantastic in the second half of the season. Luis Diaz as well. Luis Diaz is another one, that oh. I'm scared to watch him next season. Mm. Uh, Coutinho, maybe? No, just
0: me? So. Yeah, fair shout. <laughs> no, it's not.
2: No, he was brilliant, but not, not that good. We'll see next year. But Ericsson nice. as well. The difference Ericsson made at, at Brentford, maybe he could have been yeah. in as well, but... That, that, the top sides are always going to dominate it, really, aren't they?
0: So, I'm trying to figure out a combined 11 for the three of us. So, I think in terms of impact on the team, for goalkeeper, Liverpool would have carried on okay without Alisson, I do think that. Whereas United would have been disastrous without De Gea. So, I think De Gea's got to be in there as goalkeeper between us. As United so- as well, I don't think we can argue with that. So, <laughs> yeah. having De Gea, goalkeeper of the season, he gets in the team. Uh, on the right, I think, Two of us said Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think we unanimously said and Salo, didn't we? So he's on the left. In terms of centre-back then, did you two both say Virgil van Dijk?
2: Yeah, I did.
0: So I think it's Virgil and maybe Rudiger, is that right? Would be a combined centre-back pairing between the three of us. So that's not a bad back four, actually, combined, is it? uh midfield three I'm, it looks like it's a man city trio so i might break that up and take Rodri out of the picture and go de bruyne bernardo and rice yeah. that sound
2: fair sounds good to me
0: that's yours entirely isn't it yeah. <laughs> because rice was close for me and i sort of shoehorned Bowen in but uh he's not he's not a midfielder really he's not centre mid so yeah that three sounds pretty good and then up front um, we've all said Salah.
2: It'd be mad if one of us didn't say Salah, let's be honest. I know, I know. <laughs> Well, same model. with
0: Son. Son kind of like, yeah. he has to be on the team sheet. But mm. spearheading that, I think I'm going to go with Cristiano Ronaldo as well, just to mix it up. Because we've all had, a, a, again, a different third forward player. But in terms of would that player have made a difference to the team if he wasn't there? Yeah. Gosh, where would United be without Cristiano Ronaldo this season and David De Gea? So in terms of impact, I've gone for probably Cristiano Ronaldo. As a combined football diary, podcast 11 of the season that's pretty strong i think guys that's pretty good
2: otherwise known as exactly the 11 that i picked (laughs) there we go (laughs) (laughs) not bad man not bad i feel like that means i've just got the most convincing arguments or you just want to shut me up most
0: (laughs) no in the interest of balance as well i think it could be a lot dominated by city players if we if we let it or liverpool players so i think in the in the interest of keeping it uh, diverse, let's let's go with that. And as United fans, again, I can't really take away Ronaldo and De Gea's impact on our season. So yeah, sounds good. Who have you got managing the team, Miles? This
2: one I really struggled with. So kloppers won manager of the season, which yeah. I find a little bit bizarre. If you look at the club season as a whole, there's no argument it's Jurgen Klopp. But if we're talking purely Premier League manager of the season, how, how do you pick a manager that came in second? I just think it's it, it's not like Liverpool were massive underdogs and rose through the ranks to finish second. I
0: would pick a manager who has surpassed expectations yeah, for his role and for his club.
2: I got stuck between two. And I think one yeah. of them you'll both go, what? But bear with me. I think it's got to be either Thomas Frank. I think he had a fantastic time with Brentford. That isn't the one I thought you'd be surprised at, so that (laughs) worries me. I think he's been brilliant. For Brentford to come up and finish 13th in their first season and the kind of budget they have, the the impact that people expected that team to have, they didn't spend much money at all, really. Then he managed to bring Christian Eriksen in because of his connections, and that just gelled fantastically. They played good football. They upset some teams. I really enjoyed watching Brentford. So I thought about Thomas Frank and... Eddie Howe. Yeah. because I will say the impact he's had at Newcastle is ridiculous. I think if you look at where Newcastle were before he came in, of course they had the cash injection as well. But actually, if you look in January, they didn't spend that much money. Steve Bruce mm. was given a decent amount of money. He bought Joel Inton for £40 million, and then it was Eddie Howe that turned him into a good player. So I think his impact can't be underestimated. But I'm going to go with Frank purely because Eddie Howe refuses to talk about Saudi Arabia and I think he comes across really badly in those cases. So yeah, I'm going to go, go, go with Thomas Frank. <laughs>
0: Uh, I see that. I don't think we're going to agree on a manager of the season, to be fair. So, I'm happy yeah. to, to sort of share this as a debate. But definitely feeling the case for Eddie Howe. But also, the, the same reasons against him as well. And I would shout Patrick Vieira in there as well. Yeah, that was a uh, And Antonio Conte, although it's only been a half season, mm-hmm. I think he's had a, a real massive impact on Spurs' uh, season. Without him, they would definitely not be in the Champions League. So, out of those two, I'm probably going to go Patrick Vieira. It really impressed me. I um, didn't think he had... The man management or the tactical experience to be able to turn this pretty haphazard Crystal Palace side into an actual team of really exciting young players, and he has so credit to him. So it's for me, it's Riera. So we've got two kind of curveball managers of the season. Dave, are you sticking with that theme?
1: Well, I won't say Miles is was a curveball because I was going to say Thomas Frank as well. Yes. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I agree with um, both of your opinions really. And... The managers mentioned and um, lots of the air on one one you've not mentioned yet is David Moyes. How oh, well he's done in West mm-hmm. Ham and how far he's taken them in, in Europe. But this last couple of years, obviously, they've been a lot more, a lot easier on the ice. I, I would probably say he'd be up there, he would probably be my choice if I wasn't going to go to Thomas Franks just because how.
0: Um, route, West Ham I think he's definitely had a massive impact on on their season and a few surprises and he's definitely one of them but um, manager of this team sounds like it's Thomas Frank based on the, the democracy of two people voting for him. So Player of the season then, um, probably captain of this particular team as well. I don't know, it has to be Kevin De Bruyne for me and I know you say he's, he's only sort of had a, a, sm- a smaller portion of the season as opposed to consistency throughout but... I just think the level he's playing at now is is on another planet. He is definitely, if not the best, then one of the best midfielders in the world at the moment. So, yeah, for me, he's the star of the Premier League. He's one of these players who you could put in any team in the world. And his impact on that City team is probably the few players that's almost undroppable for me for City. So, yeah, Kevin De Bruyne. Anyone think any differently?
2: No, I went De Bruyne as well. I think it's hard because there are three players, really, that I would have put up for it and they would have been De Bruyne, Salah and Bernardo Silva. But they were all based on periods. Even Salah, as good as he has been, after the, we talked about it last week, really, after AFCON, he did start to slow down and things. Whereas De Bruyne started a bit slower and then picked up and really carried City over the line. You think about the four goals he scored against Wolves and just how much he, he took over that team. And he's, he's phenomenal. There isn't a player better at launching a counter-attack or... There isn't a player better at being able to find that last decisive pass in the league. And he's just mm. so incredible to watch. He's, he's not got a weak foot. He's got an incredible footballing brain. I, I, easily the winner for me in the end, I think. Dave, any difference to that?
1: No. Um, I, yeah, I agree. I agree with what you're saying there, Mars. And I think as well, what's been difficult, I think my decisions choosing my team was. Because Man City you've got had so many players who've kind of played not bit part roles, but they've kind of shared the games between them. So that's why I didn't really want to put Bernardo Silva in there because of, you know, how uh, even though he's been as, as good as he has been, likes of Foden as well, he's kind yeah. of played. He's not played others you've got to say he's been so so good he's the best passer and crosser of a ball i've seen since david beckham and his passes just how he just his timing and the projection he gets and on his passes they're always like inch perfect yeah it's
0: frustrating it's to see there's a
1: he's <laughs> an opposition fan so <laughs>
0: No, he's one of those players I think you just have to sit up and respect, isn't it? Because yeah. um, the way he was, I mean, he's seen some pundits famously, I think it was Paul Merson on um, Soccer Saturday was saying, what a waste of money De Bruyne is when he signed him from Wolfsburg. And I think the fee at the time was questioned and, oh, he was a failure at Chelsea, he's not going to make it. That just seems insane now. And that we played against that Sky Sports panel forever for being yeah. one of the worst judgment calls uh, we've ever seen. But yeah, Kevin De Bruyne is the star of this team and I think uh, he will be. For the premier league for a decade hopefully that'd be uh, be worth seeing because uh, if he ever moved abroad from the premier league would be ruin his loss because he's one of them players you'd pay to watch isn't he mm, definitely awesome so team settled um manager settled even the captain and the star player has been settled so that's that that's the football diary podcast team manager and player of the season all wrapped up